0: How to Solve the So-Called Obesity Epidemic Today. This is the Weight and Healthcare Newsletter. If you appreciate the content here, please consider supporting the newsletter by subscribing and or sharing. Every day, I see something about how this diet or that activity or this federally funded program will help, quote, solve the obesity epidemic. In truth, this epidemic could be solved today. Just stop talking about the, quote, obesity epidemic. There, problem solved. But perhaps in our current society, this bears some explanation. Here's why we should just banish the whole concept. Before we get too far into this, the term obesity, and overweight while we're at it, was made up to pathologize fat bodies. This pathologization is rooted in and inextricable from racism and anti-blackness and continues to disproportionately harm black people and other folks of color. I urge you to read or listen to Sabrina Strings Fearing the Black Body, The Racial Origins of Fat Phobia, and Deshaun Harrison's Belly of the Beast, The Politics of Anti-Fatness as Anti-Blackness, to learn more about this. So let's break this down. First of all, fat people existing doesn't meet the definition of an epidemic. The CDC's official definition of an epidemic is the occurrence of more cases of disease than expected in a given area or among a specific group of people over a particular period of time. While there is certainly no shame in having a disease, being fat simply shouldn't qualify. Even the American Medical Association's Expert Council on Science and Public Health agrees. Quote, obesity, as defined by the CDC, is simply a ratio of weight and height. So even if you believe that there are more fat people who exist than would be expected, that still wouldn't qualify as an epidemic. It's just a bunch of people whose weight in pounds times 703 divided by their height in inches squared is over 30. Not only is the quote, obesity epidemic not a real thing, it's also dangerous in the following ways. It is used to harm fat people in the interest of weight loss industry profits. The idea of conceptualizing just existing in a higher weight body as a disease has largely been pushed by the diet industry. By pathologizing body size, they don't have to demonstrate that their products actually improve health in any way. They can claim that simply by producing very small amounts of short-term weight loss, they are a healthcare intervention. This has been wildly successful for their revenue, and companies like Novo Nordisk are banking on this strategy to make fortunes from selling dangerous weight loss interventions. Novo made a literal fortune price gouging insulin, so they are no strangers to harming people for money. It also encourages appearance-based stigma, because fat people are perceived as being part of a dangerous epidemic. And here we have an intersection between healthism and ableism and sizism. There should be no shame attached to body size, health, or disability. The quote-unquote obesity epidemic propaganda encourages all three. It also causes people to be viewed and encourages them to view themselves and the bodies they inhabit 100% of the time as a problem, and a problem that needs the attention of the public. This leads to a world where fat people face shame, stigma, bullying, and oppression everywhere. Homes, schools, workplaces, doctor's offices, churches, sidewalks, anywhere that they are visible. Its use in public health messaging is an impediment to actual public health. Now, health is not an obligation, a barometer of worthiness, entirely within our control or guaranteed under any circumstances. How people prioritize their health and the behaviors they choose are nobody else's business. For those who are interested in talking about movement or fitness, the stigma associated with a fat body based on the obesity epidemic concept and the bullying and harassment that come along with it become barriers to fat people participating. Further, the assertion that the only, quote, good outcome of engaging in health-supporting behaviors is a thin body, or said another way, that if someone isn't thin, then they obviously aren't doing the right behaviors, means that fat people are misinformed that behaviors can't support their health unless the behaviors make them thin, which is not supported by the research. The verbiage around, quote, solving the obesity epidemic encourages the public to stereotype fat people based on appearance and to make negative judgments, which impacts things like hiring and health care. It also confuses the idea of public health promotion with making fat people's bodies the public's business, which in turn makes the world a very unwelcome place for fat people. It has also fostered an eradication-at-any-cost philosophy, that has led people, including healthcare practitioners, to suggesting that fat people do incredibly unhealthy things in the hopes that it will make us look, quote, healthier by becoming thin by any means. This includes, as Deborah Gard points out, prescribing to us what they would diagnose as harmful in thin people, and suggesting that we take dangerous drugs and have dangerous surgeries that risk our lives and quality of life, all for the chance to have a socially acceptable body in a size bigoted society so that we can escape the stigma of being seen as a walking talking epidemic. Finally, You cannot have a war on, quote, obesity without having a war on fat people. You can't reasonably say that you're waging a war to eradicate however much of me doesn't fit into a prescribed height-weight ratio. Nor can you reasonably suggest that you want to eradicate fat people from the earth, but, you know, in a non-stigmatizing way. No matter what people believe about, quote, obesity, it should be horrifying to suggest that we wage a war on people with the goal of eradicating them because the world might be cheaper if they did not exist. Whipping people up into a frenzy about a, quote, obesity epidemic is highly profitable and often provides good political cover, like, brave mayor does something about obesity, blah, 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 but it doesn't actually do anything helpful or good. If people are interested in public health, then I suggest they busy themselves increasing access and decreasing barriers, including oppression, including weight stigma, and focus on creating shame-free, blame-free, future-oriented health care. We can solve the, quote, obesity epidemic right this minute. Just set the whole concept down, stop pouring money and energy into the utterly failed weight loss paradigm, and move forward into a weight-neutral and as soon as possible weight-inclusive paradigm that offers more benefits with far less harm. Did you find this helpful? You can subscribe for free to get future newsletters delivered direct to your inbox or choose a paid subscription to support the newsletter and get special benefits. Go to weightandhealthcare.com and click subscribe.